It is episode 121, a part of our Industry 4.0 series, Transforming Your Workforce. Uh, we'll try to fit as much as we can in this show. Uh, we might need to split it up. So if anything, this is going to be an extended series. We have some really good guests lined up uh, for future episodes. Um, so yeah, thank you all for being here. As everyone knows, I am Michael Askins, architect and technologist. And I got with me, uh, Chris, uh, running, uh, not running the co-pilot, but running pilot on this, because you do know a lot about Industry 4.0 and especially how it pertains to a lot of Microsoft technology. How you doing today, Chris? Doing well, yeah. And, I, and you know, honestly, I love the uh, I love the, the topic. I love the concept, right? Um, you know, we, we talked about the book and I don't want to beat that to death, but like, you know, a lot of the, the concepts that you talk about here um, and, and the value of Industry 4.0 comes from similar concepts that I talked about in the book, you know, around really understanding your ROI and TCO and, and understanding the value that, that these uh, methodologies bring to your organization. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's there's a lot of tangents that that especially the transforming your workforce could go. Right. Sure. <laughs> um, you know, li living in the Microsoft ecosystem as, you know, a consultant for the day job, you know, just the things that we do as as I was shoring up my skills around this topic. I was like, oh, yeah, it's like I didn't realize that that is actually part of what we want to do. Some of the things that organizations are just doing because they want to do that to be better are actually part of this this philosophy um so just to kind of bring everybody back if you didn't catch uh what industry 4.0 is i'll put a link in the description below uh i respectfully request you pause and go listen to that because we define what industry 4.0 is and then come back to us here so uh you, you already touched on one of my uh you know intro topics is how's the book doing I'm doing pretty well. Um, you know, it seems to be gaining momentum uh, every month, uh, month over month. We're, we're, we're selling more. Um, there's been a lot of feedback and interest, um, you know, and, and it's starting to warm its way even into the Microsoft circles and stuff like that. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, you know, it, it's the, the love and, and um, uh, pain of, of being an author, right? You know, you, you're, yeah. you get so much support from your, your publisher and stuff like that. And then, you know, from there it's, it's, um, it's kind of on you. Right. And yep. so, uh, for, for those that follow me on, on my social, you know, sorry for all the spamming, uh, it's, <laughs> it's, uh but you know, hopefully it, it kind of gets the word out and, and, you know, people are able to uh, fully evaluate it. Yeah. Um, you for know, sure. But actually, uh, I, I don't think we, we said what we're talking about today. I know we put it in, in as part of the kickoff. Right. Yep. Um, uh, but, but making sure that I've got the right show we're talking about, uh, we're, we're, we're really going to focus on transforming the workforce, right? And, yep. and <clears throat> talking about some of the approaches that um, that were um, Microsoft is is um, uh, focusing on when it comes to how you know our frontline workers and our connected workers, which especially in the manufacturing industry, but really industry wide, um, you know, a, a vertical wide, however you want to put it it touches, you know, 70, 80% of the jobs that are out there. Right. And so, um, you know, we're, we're not, we're not necessarily focusing on the folks that are going to the corporate office and sitting in a cube or an office all day long, but more the broader audience, um, of, of the folks that are really in the field. I mean, you know, salespeople or, or, you know, uh, consultants and all that. And then on top of that, you know, your, your line workers and, you know, people in healthcare and all that type of stuff. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, the, some of the things we look at from um, 
a technology perspective in one of the things there's two things that that you've said on this show that stick with people uh one is data is the new bacon that's yeah. that's <laughs> so uh, i can't tell you how many times people walk up to me like data is the new bacon i'm like what like they're like oh, Wish I could trademark like, it. yeah you should somebody else had it. <laughs> and then the other thing is is let's not do technology for technology's sake it's got it's gotta it's gotta make sense right and some of the topics we're going to talk about through this series especially engaging workers it's really easy to try to think of a solution or see a buzzword or a top two google search and just throw technology at it it's got to be thoughtful right in order to make a difference sure sure yeah and, and that's definitely um that that's the approach that we try to take universally if we can right um it, it's yeah. it, it how do you bring value to your organization um you know and and how do you do it in in such a way that it's not disruptive um or as lightly disruptive as you possibly can make it yeah, for sure. For sure. So, you know, uh, when we talk about transforming the workforce, you already laid out a few of the industries. I think it's worth noting that uh, even if you're not a, a massively large uh, in, in manufacturing or an industry or even in, in general business, a lot of these philosophies and principles, they apply to you too. So if you're that, you know, mid-tier and lower company, don't just say, oh yeah, this we're, we're talking to, you know, auto manufacturers and people making plastics to make snow sleds. It's, yeah. mo it's more than that. So uh, normally at the top of the show, I, I promised myself I'd start giving kind of a rating on who the show's for. Cause sometimes we really nerd out and go technical. Sure. Uh, this is, this is a, this is a G, this is a rated G general audience. If you are in <laughs> business and you're working, this is for you, this conversation. For sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah I, I, and I got to double down on that, right? Mike, the, the, the opportunities that all these organizations, organizations have um, is just exponential when it comes to cost savings, um, driving efficiencies, really understanding what's happening in your business at any given point in time. Um, I mean, this is the place to be. And so to your point, you could be, you know, a, a small startup who is, you know, just getting into manufacturing your own products, um, you know, and, and uh, doing it in-house and, and really need to know what's happening uh, on the floor at all times in order to make sure that you're maximizing your throughput and your output. Um, all the way to just these massive organizations, um, no matter what you're doing, you need to understand what's happening. And th really, this is where you get that opportunity. And, and um, I, I cannot I cannot say it enough how important it is, uh, you know, and, and unfortunately, when we when we think about, you know, CEOs and founders and, and you know, even the, the skeleton teams that really are part of that startup, um, you know, we all have our strengths and weaknesses, you know, and, and um, the, the CEO has the idea, you know, the founder has the idea, they have um, the maybe the technology chops or the sales chops, you know, um, or, or even the operational excellence, right? You know, one of the seafood companies um, that I worked for as a CIO, the reason they were in business as long as they were is because they were operationally excellent. They had figured out the best way to move a lobster from, you know, the Northeast part of, of, of the United States to anywhere in the world, right. As, as a live creature and, and really worked through all of the different travel routes and all that, and it all came down to operational and logistical excellence. Um, that applies across the board, right. But if it's not your specialty, that's when you start to bring those folks in where you can have tremendous cost savings, you can have tremendous value add to your organization. 
you know, one one piece of, of the discussion that we'll get into is around supply chain. And if you've got visibility in your supply chain end to end, it just offers so much visibility and uh, value to your your partners, your customers, your employees, right? It just, it kind of keeps everybody plugged in and they understand what's happening at all times. You can't, can't say enough how important that is. Yeah, for sure. Um, kind of diverging from some of our show notes, uh, you sent over some graphics. I think they're, they're worth kind of sharing. Is it, you okay if I share those graphics yeah, you sent over? Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Let, let's, you know, looking at what some of the things are, bear with me a second here while I get this presented up. Uh, one of the things that, you know, we first started is, is like, what is the biggest barrier? What is a challenge? And so this one here, this it really kind of spoke to me when you sent this, I believe this is it. Um, and let me kick that up on screen. Um, what are the challenges that stand in the way? And this is like, you know, we're solving for connecting workforces. We're solving for getting workforces engaged. And, you know, some of the things on this slide is really kind of stand out. When you look at an organization, uh, a lot of lo larger organizations do 360 views at things, right? Like what is what is needed versus what is a ni nice to have versus what do we need to do to be modern and be successful and profitable? This here talks to that. Um, what are your thoughts on these? I, I know you shared this with me, so I know you're pretty pretty familiar with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what are your thoughts on this? Which one of these stand out to you as one of the biggest challenges right now? Um, you know, honestly, they all resonate with me having coming, having come from that manufacturing environment, um, do it, spending a lot of time on the shop floor and understanding what some of the challenges are, right? Um, you know, in order to sort of grasp where I come from in this space is, is that when I see, um, you know, a, a manufacturing operation, I see everything in the best possible route in my head. It, it, you know, how do I get from A to B? Uh, and my wife would tell you, I do that in everything in my life as frustrating <laughs> as it is for her. Um, but, you know, it, it's it's all about how do I get this accomplished as quickly as possible? And so, um, or how do I do this as efficiently as possible? It's probably a better way to put it because it's not about speed, it's about efficiency. Um, and so, you know, when when I would be on those front lines, you know, with, with the, um, you know, the production lines and things like that, you could really tell that people appreciated the fact that I was down there. Um, and if they're disconnected from the organization, which is a lot of what these statistics speak to, um, it does. It leaves you feeling like just a worker bee as opposed to a really a part of the team, a part of the organization. If you aren't getting um, the visibility uh, into what's happening corporate corporate wide and and, you know, where are there those opportunities to grow and what are other people doing that is is helping shine a light on them right then they just kind of just kind of go into those mundane day-to-day -day tasks um they aren't as engaged they aren't um loving the work that they're doing you know and and so it'll it'll definitely slow down your productivity um you know and, and you know that's not when i talk about you know gaining efficiency and stuff like that it's it's not about it's not about helping people to work faster, right? Um, you know, we're not going to um, uh, speed up the the rate at which you're doing, you know, hand labor and things like that by, you know, showing them what's happening in the company. It's more about morale. It's more about the culture of the organization and and really where where these people sit, right? 
Um, typically, you know, there's a lot of discussions today around living wage and things like that. You know, typically these folks are paid much, much less than, you know, the office workers and, and those types of things. So if they have that sense of community, that sense of connection with the rest of the company, it really makes you feel better about what you're doing. So it improves employee retention, right? It improves, it improves, um, you know, employee communication, uh, you know, and just an all around better culture. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to give a little taxonomy for those who aren't familiar with the, some of the words that are on the screen here. So uh, a frontline worker is someone whose computer isn't necessarily uh, their their main tool for their job. They're they're on the floor being you know transformative and making sure that equipment's running or you know things are being built, things are being shipped and transformed. So a computer is not really their their day to day thing, right? Uh, when we say knowledge workers, that's someone who's, you know, 60, 70% or more of their time is in front of a system. And that's kind of what they're doing. They're working on some of the back end. And you think of knowledge workers as like accounting and what have you, not knowledge as they have more knowledge, but more they're interfacing with knowledge systems, right? Uh, so just so when you hear us talk about knowledge workers and frontline workers, that's kind of the terminology here. So one of the things that sticks out to me, and I, I don't want a solution on this call, but I, I just can't help. It's the, it's the technologist to me. And I, and right. I look at this and there's there, this maps to so many products uh, that are available right now for organizations. Like, you know, there is um, Viva. Viva is a big platform for learning. It's a, a big platform for engaging. It's a big platform for, you know, the dissemination on what you're doing and how you're doing and what your where your systems are at. Uh, so it, it ties in all the company data, but it also, uh, that whole center section on here, the 67% and 61%, where they feel like they want to have more knowledge. Um, if, if you invest in a, in the time to set up the system and say, Hey, um, staff or employee, this is available to you now because, you know, we think you are valuable and we want you to know and grow, um, that alone, you know, using these systems helps, you know, that change that right. helps that transformation. Right. Yeah. And uh, it's a great point. And, and you think about those success stories just to add on to that, right. You, you think about the, the guy who came from the mailroom and became the CEO, right? And, and they're few and far between. Um, and and it, it really required those individuals to step outside of what they were doing, you know, to work the late hours, to to do, you know, their their night schooling, to get their degrees and understanding business better and, and working their way up. And all you're doing is enabling your workforce for those folks who might not have those opportunities or might not even have the wherewithal to figure out how can I make myself um, uh, stand out and how how can I better myself? Right. And so things like that, you know, it, it, Viva is, is so many different modules and, and capabilities that help with that type of stuff, um, not to mention um, uh, reinforcing some of the standards and the requirements for your employees to, to better um, uh, assist the, the company to succeed, right? So if you've got, you know, required trainings, you've got, um, uh, you know, uh, whatever, a sexual harassment training, for instance, that everybody has to go through. Now you've got a way to very, very accurately track it. And it's tied into the rest of the systems that they're using, right? And so um, it, you have the ability to kind of send to additional trainings if there's questions or um, research things 
right within your organization. So you have um, not only the, the training component, you know, through a video series and things like that, but then also the reinforcement literature and, and anything else that, that um, just helps with that topic. You know, um, yeah. you didn't call me the professor today, so of course I have to. Bring I'm sorry. The fact that uh, you know I, I teach uh, part time at Boston University for those who we haven't blasted that to the world, right? Um, <laughs> and and you know, it, it really it's interesting as as I'm learning how to teach, right? I, I didn't go through um, you know the the typical route to become a college professor where you spend a lot of time on. Um, learning how to research and, and you're going to teach in a classroom, you know, as, as a teaching assistant and those types of things where for me, you know, when you start thinking about how people learn, you know, there's, there's many different ways that people learn, you know, some people can read it in a book and pick it up instantly. I'm not one of those people, right? I have to put my hands on it yeah. and do it. You know, a video doesn't really help me. Right. Because a video is it's not an application. It's not it's not my ability to to learn it firsthand. So I'm a person who has to be a doer and do it firsthand to really learn how to do it right. But everybody's different, you know, and so um, I try to apply that when I'm teaching. But then I want to make sure that we're applying that within the organization and really understanding. Look, most CEOs are probably very, very bright. Right. They're very entrepreneurial. They've done some amazing things in their career. But have they ever taught anything? I would say vast majority have not, you know. And so you want to make sure that you're balancing that and really understand how to get to the people so that they understand how to learn and, and, and grasp the concepts that you want to get across. Yeah. And you can create curated things to, you know, match a career arc that you can predefine. And if somebody wants to jump in one of those lanes, you're giving that now, you know, that's, that's definitely one aspect of transforming the workforce is, you know, right. making them feel valued, uh, making them feel like they have, you know, a, a direct line to what's the pulse of the business. Um, but there are other things when transforming the workforce that actually impact day to day. So, um, you know, retail is definitely one of those areas. And there's things that we can do uh, with from a technology perspective to help transform, like, you know, in the show notes, I, I believe you put down a, a use case for, for a retail store and using Microsoft Teams and, right. and mobile devices. Is it, you want to kind of expand to the crowd on that one a little bit? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's, again, it's, it's about enhancing the communication, right? And, and understanding, um, what what you can do for the customer. You're, you're enhancing your customer's experience by enabling that frontline worker, right? That retail associate um, with arming them with the information that they need at the touch of a button to understand things like what are our inventory levels? Can we look this up in another location? But they don't have to go back into a system in the back and, you know, do a bunch of digging to find that information. You know, they've got a, a mobile device in their hand. They've got a, a tablet in their hand where they can just look it up and be like, oh, yeah, um, there, there's one at the other location. We can have it sent over here or you can go pick it up and we can have them hold it for you. You know, the size that you need, the color you want, wh whatever those types of things are right from a, le a retail perspective. And then it gives you an idea of like, you know, um, oh, did you know there's a promotion on this? There's a coupon. Can I help you with that coupon? Because it's going to help that that associate do their job. And you've already put the coupon out there. So yeah, maybe the, the customer is saving a little bit of money, but they're going to think about the value that you've just provided to them. And they're going to come back to you and they're going to say, that was a great experience working with, you know, such and such retailer. 
I want to go back there because I really enjoy it. And, and I really got what I wanted from that experience. Yeah, it is simple, simple as connecting your back end systems and presenting them to that frontline worker. Uh, another use case is I was recently in a wedding and, uh, you know, one of the things that happened that guy, the, the guy had a tablet, did all my measurements, punched, punched everything in there. It's not that whole, like, take the notebook old school right. and then go right. back and you're standing at, like everything was like there real time. And uh, another place, I, actually, I recognize it as a power app. There was, uh, I was in a, a place and I wanted to make a reservation on a piece of equipment that I don't have for a home improvement project. Mm -hmm. And they whipped a little phone out and they opened up a power app and right there next to me, they were able to do the reservation. I didn't have to go stand in line, uh, you know, all, all the old way. So you're, you're enabling the tools to be pushed to the, you know, frontline worker or to the edge. And, and you right, know, that, right. that's just amazing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and honestly, in our, um, in our showcase center, um, we just built a, a new office in, um, in Atlanta, South part of Atlanta, um, you know, and we've got a few of these displays, if you will, um, you know, where, um, we've got a retail store where you can kind of go through some of that experience. Um, you've, you've also got a, um, like a mock manufacturing line um, where, you know, they're manufacturing soap and um, you're, you're, you're a frontline worker who has a tablet that is just monitoring a couple of production lines to make sure you're not having any quality issues and things like that. Well, the bar of soap comes out malformed. Now I've got a tablet that I can take a picture of it. I can capture all the details about it. What's the day? What's the time? Um, what machine am I on? All that information, it all gets pulled together. And so now you, you very, very quickly and easily open a service ticket with maintenance to be able to have them look at it. You know, if, if, if it's not a major issue where you have to shut down the line, um, those types of activities can be very, very costly if you have to take a production uh, system down in the middle of a cycle. And so, yeah. you know, if, if it's if it's, the quality is within the standard of expectations, um, but you know that there's a problem that's coming down the line, um, this is a much quicker process than the old pen and paper. Okay, somebody's got to come out and take a look what's happening. Okay, now we got to understand what it could be based on that result. Okay, now we got to take the machine apart and diagnose what's happening. Right now, we've got that ability to, um, first of all, give them that um, that information right up front. And then if you go to the next level and you say, um, okay, I'm going to have you wear this HoloLens to then help me diagnose this a little bit further within the equipment. And now you've got a person that's sitting in a completely different location, watching over your shoulder in essence, seeing what you're seeing. And yeah. then you can have a video chat right within that device with the person you're working with. You can have um, remote assistance. So all you are is the hands, Right. And, and this type of stuff is really helping our customers save tremendous costs when it comes to not only the downtime, but also, you know, not having to have a, a four hour response time with a, a maintenance person or, you know, their manufacturer or, you know, their service provider. Right. So that they can see that stuff up, up close and personal and say, oh, we need a belt. Let's get that part ordered. You know, we can see what the problem is. We'll get it ordered and then go to the next step when that part comes in and, and have that same person change it or dispatch a maintenance person who's a little more maybe mechanically inclined to help with something like that. Yeah. So really, it's, it, 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 sorry, <laughs> the no, experience, no. Um, it really creates that end-to-end -end capability. When I talk about the straight line, I mean, how much more efficient can you get than that? 
Yeah, it's, it's shortest distance, right? right. Um, so when, in reading through some of this in the past, because we've been planning for this series for, for quite a bit now. And, you know, a couple of the things that uh, projects that I worked on in the past, like kind of surfaced in my head is, is that it is industry 4.0 and it, we're using this technology. It's, this is not a future thing. This is a now right. thing. Right. And, you know, we worked on a project where, you know, work orders would be given to, you know, a field service tech and the dynamics field service was the back end and it, we needed to replace something. And so it would schedule it when in between runs, but it would also mm -hmm. say, Hey, the meantime, the failure for this other bearing on this machine is in under is a, in a month or within the quarter, since this machine is down, change it now. Let's do it now. Yeah. yeah it, it, like yeah. that kind of thing saves so much time and money right. and actually aggravation for the techs. Cause right. I mean, if you're out there and that's, that's a skill that like only those people have, and it's a yeah. very valuable yeah. skill. And, and how would they feel like tearing apart this machinery and then only to come back a month later to tear right. it apart again when they right. were staring at the thing that needed to be fixed. Right. right? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, yeah. it's unbelievable. Right. You, you, you have a part, you open the machine up and you're like, well, this doesn't look great either. It hasn't broken yet, but it doesn't yep. look great. Right. And like <laughs> you said, I mean, if we've got those maintenance scheduled and, and it's right there at, at you know, in, in the person's hand, um, it just offers a tremendous amount of value and just cuts out a tremendous amount of waste. Yeah. Their, pro their, their product list on their screen says, Hey, you're, you need to take this to fix this, but you also take this too. You know, yeah. they're like, Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, yeah. we're going to throw out some stats that you provided for me. Um, about 31.67 million in the US and 2.7 billion people are frontline workers yep. globally. Um, yep. That means they're deskless, right? That's yep. as we're saying, they're not the knowledge workers in front of a computer at a desk. They're out there. So 80% of the frontline workers are engaging or to engage with them is vital success, right? Um, and when we say engaging, it's just not the, hey, let's make sure that you've got all the tools you need. It's also mental health and awareness. There's organizations that um, they have mandatory no, no lunch meetings. You know, like w we come from a, an era where you fit a meeting in when you can. And if that happens to be your lunch, it happens to be your lunch. Well, we're starting to pivot away from that to try to give a little balance to uh, I say that as we approach the lunch hour recording this, but, but it's, it's, there's different tools that are available to you. Like you can automatically schedule out learning time in your calendar. You can schedule right. out break time. You can schedule out focus time to work on products. You can schedule out uh, using mindful and, and there's a couple other services. They, they slip my mind right now, but you can build in like, Hey, let's have a, a quick five minute meditation midday. Right. Normally when you get the, the midday nods, like, Hey, let's do a meditation and you come re-energized and you feel better. So there's a lot of this tooling that's out there. Again, we don't want to solution everything because one size does not fit all, but right. just to throw out some real life examples that organizations can do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, the, uh, the app you're thinking about is headspace, right? Headspace. So Thank you. Yeah. And we've Thank partnered you. with headspace on that. Yeah. Um, and there's actually several um, different ways you can engage it too. Um, you know, the, the one is, you know, just, just a reset, a three minute reset. 
um, you've got um, what, what we call the um, the virtual commute, right? For those mm-hmm. of us who work at home, um, you know, which which is still a decent number of people, even with all the office callbacks and things like that, um, where you know you, you can you can just wind down for ten minutes. Um, I know the context switching for me, going from my office and, and you know problem solving all day wrong, all day long, to then go upstairs and and have my ten and twelve year old girls telling me, you know, well <laughs> she did this and she did that, and and I need you to bring me to soccer and you know and i need to go to the store to get my guitar fixed and you know all that crazy stuff on top of that you know um things with you know my wife and working with her on different things around the house and all that you know it's um that ability to kind of decompress before heading upstairs and and you know sort of entering the other part of my life although i feel like i'm always in both uh um you know it, it those types of things really help and then there's another one too um that i recently found um it's it's more of a um a focus uh soundtrack if you will or playlist where um you know it's it's using um you know uh scientifically proven um you know sounds and 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 um tempos that can help you focus on what you're doing um uh, ironically enough if i listen to uh, like heavy metal um for some reason it helps me stay focused um you know so <laughs> if i'm like in a in a heavy project a coding project or something like that and i put my cans on and and that's all i focus on um it really really helps me be more productive and so um there are more features like that as well um you know the viva suite is awesome um, but really, I think beyond just the Viva suite, the interconnectedness of of the Surface device, uh, devices, oh, yeah. um, the applications, you know, the power apps, the, the power automate, and the, those types of things, um, as well as um, you know the 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 tools that you get from Teams and, and the Office suite and things like that. Um, I just started playing with loop with one of my colleagues and, you know, all of a sudden this loop popped up in our teams chat. I'm like, what am I even seeing? Because we have <laughs> so many awesome tools coming out at once. I can't keep up with them all, you know? Yeah. Um, and and I'm gonna, so I'm going to pause you there for one second yeah, for shameless yeah. plug. So yeah. some organizations don't have loop on, uh, yeah. but there's a way to turn it on, check the YouTube channel out. Cause I actually do a walkthrough and a screen share on how to enable loop for your org nice. if you don't have it. So That's sorry great. about the yeah, shameless it's plug. It's a cool tool. No, yeah. it's a really cool tool, but I like it. But it really just speaks to um, sort of that that connected nature, especially. I mean, I'm I'm a, a, a frontline worker in a way, right? Because I'm not in um, in with um, all, all of my colleagues, where I can't just walk over and talk to somebody. I'm I'm disconnected from my team unless I'm using Teams, right? Um, or or if we're, we're saying something bad, we use text message behind the scenes, of course. Um, <laughs> Always. <laughs> Got to avoid the corporate overlords. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, no, the, the connected nature by which um, all of the services work together. Um, again, just when we talk about efficiency and value, it just, it's unmatched. Yeah, for sure. Uh, as you can tell from the orange glow from my screen, I got to figure this out with StreamYard. My glasses keep catching my screen with my new configuration here. I'm going to share another screen here that has a little some stats to it, but more importantly, we're going to focus on the I can't tell color well, blue purple color here uh, about empowering frontline workers and, and how how that affects outcomes for your business here. So uh, I'm going to share this up here in just a second and we can talk to that. Uh, Yeah, here it is. Boom. There we go. So you touched on on this kind of conversationally, but I kind of, again, this graphic you provided, it's very pointed. I want it, I want it to be pointed because 
this needs to resonate with everyone. Here's what the outcomes are when you do this right across the top. Uh, we've mentioned ways to get a better ROI, uh, not just out of your, your workers, but out of the equipment and tools that they're doing. Like I mentioned that, hey, you can proactively do things. You're feeding data and feeding information to you know cut down time. Uh, the collaboration bit is huge, right? Being able to, as you were mentioning, uh, teams and all the tools that come along with teams or any collaboration suite for that better. I'd be remiss to say there aren't other tools, but we know the best one is teams. Uh, but <laughs> so, yeah, that wasn't a shameless plug. That's from my heart how I feel. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, <laughs> um, and we got to make sure we, we um, take into account our, our, our friends that are listening, right? And, and not watching the video, right? So yep. the ROI that we're stating is at 345% ROI when deploying teams to frontline yeah. workers, right? And, and, over $14 million saved when frontline workers communicate and collaborate through teams. Uh, and we've got all the stats to back this up. Um, you know, we'll, we'll put these links in the show notes so people can read the studies and where they came from. You know, they're coming from Forrester and, and those types of sor sources that, um, that work on this, right? Yep. Um, and, and then, you know, we, we talk about happier customers, you know, 2.7 million in additional revenue based on improved uh, customer experiences, um, you know, uh, more efficient use of time. If I haven't said that 30 times already, you know, yep. <laughs> another $9.1 million worth of, of working time returned to our already stretched um, frontline workers. Right. Yep. And, and, you know, finally, um, avoiding mistakes. Right. So when we talk about efficiency and we talk about cutting costs and we talk about gaining revenue, these numbers speak to all of those very, very pointedly. Right. So, you know, the, there's an estimated $6.1 million gained by reducing the amount of downtime that is caused by, you know, implementing these tools, um, you know, cutting out the errors, cutting out the waste, um, and really just improving that experience for the, the frontline worker. Yeah. And these stats are, are, again, they're not hypothetical. These are real measures, right? You got to have a real measure for it to make sense. You know, anybody can throw a number out there. Um, you know, what, what was the old phrase? 46.8% of statistics are made up on the spot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, th this is real tangible things that help businesses change and grow. Uh, and to the use cases we talked earlier, this is why I think this is a happy cap to our conversation is, you know, yeah, the ROI is, is gained by efficiencies and different things that we're doing to enable you know, there's a grocery chain I worked with that was using teams in some of the scheduling where no longer are managers like struggling and calling people to try to find a shift change inside of teams using some of the shift changes. Somebody says, oh, I got to go to my kid's puppet play for kindergarten. I can't do my shift. Can somebody cover like that kind of overhead type of an activity? is something that can be easily solved by right. technology right yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and um and then I, I think you know the 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 last point that that is probably the most important um you know more important than than saving money and becoming more efficient it's, it really comes down to worker safety right oh, and yeah. so um you know when we talk about how digital digital tools can help 
our frontline workers to to maintain safety. You know, they're out in the field um, doing construction. They're out in the field working on telephone poles. They're in the manufacturing facilities. You know, building kits and and things like that. Um, you know. When, when we think about things like, you know, wearable safety technology, having simulators to understand what's happening on the floor, um, things like the digital notice boards. So we're, we're communicating with our employees better than having a whiteboard or, or having pieces of paper and those types of things, as well as, you know, um, enabling things like chatbots and voice assistants and, and augmented reality with the HoloLens so that you have that assistance at all times readily available rather than having to go, you know, hunt down the resource that you need. Um, you know, if you've got a handful of, of HoloLenses on the on the shop floor that you can, um, you know, get your hands on, you can have that support at a touch of a button. And so um, that that's obviously critically important. And, you know, as we talk more about AI, um, in these in these situations, you know, as we get deeper into the series, you start talking about, you know, things like, are they wearing a helmet? Are they wearing safety glasses? Right. Yeah. Um, AI can can detect that and help us with that nowadays. And so um, it, it just it's revolutioning, revolutionizing the way we do things. And it's also keeping people safer. Right. My, my dad worked in a manufacturing company. Um, you know, and he uh, uh, had a, a tremendous accident when when he was younger, where he crushed his hand in a, in a piece of manufacturing equipment. And you know, quite simply, the the machine did not have safety guards installed because the machine had been worked on. They didn't reinstall the safety guards, and you know, I mean, he he lost a good portion of of um, the use of his hand as a result. Um, and and with AI, we can detect situations like that to avoid any kind of safety incidents. You know, somebody falls on a production line, something falls on a production line, it's not supposed to. The use cases are endless, right? And so, um, you know, safety is is definitely one of the biggest values of, of looking at these technologies and solutions. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you made it this far, we appreciate that. And the, wor <laughs> the word for today, uh, as I mentioned, and I, I didn't bring it up at the top of the hour because uh, we kind of shifted times and kind of dove right in. Um, we're going to give you a, a word for each one of the Industry 4.0 episodes uh, to get a chance to get Chris's book. Um, so I will give that word out now. And that word for today is Viva. So write that down and there'll be a uh, form put out there shortly where you're going to be able to put all the words in. And all of those who have the right words, we're going to do the magic random number to get you that uh, book from Chris. So we should have made it efficiency. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should have. I have a feeling we'll use it a lot more as we go through yeah. this Goro, right? <laughs> yep, so yep. we don't want to beat a dead horse that one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so again, Viva. Uh so any other final I, I know we kind of capping it here. Anything else you want to throw out there? Yeah, no. Um, you know, like like you mentioned, this is just the beginning. Um, you know, we've got some great discussion points, some great topics we're going to talk around. We've got a couple of really, really good guests that are going to join us in some of these discussions. And uh, you know, just uh, just stick with us. Uh, you know, as as we power through this over the next couple of months. Yep. Fantastic. So again, we appreciate you as listeners and or viewers. Hopefully, you do both because you know. We put so much out there. I actually have to, you know, my virtual commute is listening to our show just to catch everything that we've talked about. Um, so we appreciate you as listeners and viewers. Uh, remember what that word was. It's Viva. And uh, we will see you on the next show. And we'll talk to you all soon. Thank you. Thanks, Bye. guys.